We should not talk about tour exploits on this podcast. What happened on the tour? Because we want to keep it classy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Like>, dies laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! I've never seen him turn le- that shit of red that's, before. That's borderline offensive to the rest of us. We thought it was funny, but you—you you clearly really think that's funny. He really thinks that we're not classy at all. Hmm. <laughs> Cheers, Dom. You know what? Next episode, I'm gonna have a nice glass of scotch. And okay, drinking. <laughs> drinking slightly more expensive booze does not make you classier. I'll have a bottle of grape juice on the other side so I can like still be a child. It was amazing. You know what else is intense? Camping. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got to say, like, the joke I got to make while we were playing the festival in Drumheller, I was like, you know what they say about festival sex? It's intense. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And we're back down the hole. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Are we ready? Now we're good. We're we're good? Yeah. There's a lot of energy in this Stay class. <laughs> Hunker down for some doinkage. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Mike is changing color again. <laughs> it stinks in here. Who beefed? <laughs> oh man, someone went boom boom, didn't they? <laughs> so, that show is one of the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, three, two, one. Classy as fuck. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. I'm your host, Tom, and with me as always are. Dan. Ward. Mike. Steve. Awesome. Okay, so in today's episode, uh, Ward, what the fuck are we even starting with? We should probably start with what we did in hobby. Yeah, but I didn't do any hobby, so let's just skip oh, that. Other, <laughs> other <laughs> Why we could just skip it because it's monotone. And I know. I, I want to talk to you. <laughs> I finished something in this last month. In fact, <laughs> I finished a it tonight, right before the podcast. I no, finished, you did it on purpose because I was mocking you. Yes, one hundred percent. I had finished Iron Mother for my convergence, but I did not finish the base, so I painted the rim black. That is what I have done in the last two weeks. <laughs> I glued her to the base too. I have a finished model. What do you want? You too. You finished anything? I was on tour. Oh, that sounds like an excuse. Blah blah Dan. blah. My fault. I built a model and he's ready to go. So Fortune I came in and magnetized. I came in the middle of the pack. Oh, I would say these are the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah. I also did do. Mike's uh, the leader of the pack. Can we get a a soundboard with that Twisted Sister song on it? Okay, no, but I'm not done yet. I also started the base coat on my gecko, which totally failed because I sprayed it with uh, varnish and it frosted, which I gave up on. And then I also almost have all my servitors done, so I'm actually pretty stoked. Oh, look at that! Yeah, I did stuff. I did stuff. I did, I did a bunch of commission stuff. I did... Uh, I saw the stuff you did. I did some Love Star Wars X-Wing. Stuff. Yeah, I powered through a lot of I that. I cannot so. believe how much you got done. Holy so shit. That was... Complete without any assistance. That was good. And then... <laughs> You're I, welcome, Mike. <laughs> I hate you all. And then I really I did. I did finish another commission project all on my own. Some what was so, that? Uh, that was some Chaos Knights and such. Nice. So that's the all done. Ones? Yeah. That's all done. And, uh, yeah... That's uh, that's it for me. So now. So when you're gonna start doing stuff. your own stuff, like some imperial 
Well, you love the Imperial Fist. Do you want me to work on those or Infinity first? Because Infinity would be a lot closer to playing games with. Oh, mm. man, that's a tough one. Infinity, just do it. He's never going to play an Infinity tournament. No, but he'll actually... Yeah. He can just use my games. models. He'll just use your models if he plays 40k, too. No, he won't. He literally <laughs> will not. I don't have enough Marines that he'd want to play. I, did, I think you should do your Marines. I'm just telling you how it is. However, the first thing on my docket actually is some uh, drop zone. Thank you. So I, can, uh, I helped him. I, can, I made I him do it. That, so. <laughs> so. Ward, you know, it's like just a little under eight months till LVO. I I did drop like 400 bucks on drop zone stuff, so. You placed your second order? No, that was the first order. <laughs> Only Jesus. The second order hasn't even hit yet, so. Jesus Christ. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's pretty insane. And in his defense, he could play drop zone at LVO. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you want to play in the big show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. The big show, okay. That's that's me. Mike? Mike, crush us. Uh, Considering you did most of Lord's I did condition. a dozen. <laughs> did most of it. <laughs> just a third. Just a third. Um, no, I um, I did some drop zone stuff. Um, all the new stuff that I got from Ward. It was a couple of Hairbringers, the new uh, command for the Scourge, and um, some of the Stalkers. And I also finished off my Destroyers and a couple of uh, Intruder Alphas. And a Malifaux crew, didn't you? And, oh, yeah, and a Malifaux crew. Oh, yeah, yeah that's just the sideshow. Sorry. And the whole Malifaux crew. Oh, wait. If we're going back to when we last did a podcast. Don't. Oh, don't. Just, uh, just don't. You've already crushed us. Although I do want to say. We suck. You rule. It's the it's basically how this podcast goes. I do, feel, I do feel happy that I beat, like, almost all of you. Well, anybody that, like, doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had to get one in every once in a while. Okay. Yeah, that's, Sharps that's is me. really pushing it in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, if you haven't seen Mike's drop zone stuff, check out the Facebook page. He's got a few pictures up there. And he's got some crazy buildings that I didn't realize were not painted. That's how they show up. That's how they oh. show up, man. They look gorgeous. Yeah, they're awesome. Check out the buildings in the background. That's what I blew me away, because yeah. I know it's Scourge stuff. Always looks good. So. Was that stuff foreground? Yeah. That comes pre-painted? Cool. Yeah, it's all different. Like, each section is a different color, so they don't really have to paint it. They just have to make it out of red board or silver board, and then once you layer it together, it looks like it's painted. It looks insane. Actually. Yeah, it's, it's just very, like the, super detailed. any of the Malifaux stuff that I've done. And, yeah, that, that Scourge HQ is sweet. Super yeah. dope. So cool. So... All right, so Mike did stuff, Ward did a few things, and I no one sort of did things. No, come no. on. <laughs> Battletech never counts. Oh, it always counts. <laughs> it okay. literally zero counts. Every time you do Battletech, we all just generate <laughs> models. Okay, so <laughs> it happens. N- not everyone's going to have to do one, but is, is there anyone that does have a shut up and take my money? Anything that kind of is pressing last little bit? Oh, um, with the drop zone count for me, and the more drop zone that I'm going to buy. So you've bought lots of drop zone, but like new and exciting. Like, is there anything cool that's coming out lately? I really, really. Oh, the Triton and the Medusa. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Oh, so yeah, there's there's a new character and a new dropship coming for my faction, the PHR, and that's kind of why I was waiting for two waves of purchases. So they got released two days ago, I think. Three days ago on the first. And so now I will be picking up both of those models. So that would be the shut up and take my money. Thank you. Thank You're you, welcome. Mike, for I was, I was there for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm there for you, buddy. Where my money will be going. I, I feel like I have a shut up and take my money, but it's a weird one because I kind of want to buy Age of Sigmar. 
Ooh. Do it. Sigmarines. I I don't the thing is is I, I there's like three models on each side that I'd like to paint. The the main character from the Sigmarines is pretty sweet. I uh, like that model. And there's a couple of the Chaos uh, characters that are really cool. Yeah, the Chaos Lord especially is like yeah, ridiculous. Badass. But it's one of those things where in my mind, if I was unemployed and had umpteen loads of money and nothing to do with it, I'd buy Age of Sigmar. I probably won't. <laughs> I bought it. Did you really? Yeah. But he yeah. bought it for a different reason. He didn't buy it for Age of Sigmar. It's I know because it's Mechanicum stuff now. Well, I'm going to be kit bashing a lot of custodians. things together for. Well, not the custodians, because I'm holding out hope that Forge Roll just does custodians someday. They will. You see, speaking of shop It'll and take happen. money, I actually have a shop and take my money, but it might be like two months out. There are the Horus Heresy sprues that have been leaked, the Mark IV armor. Yeah, those yeah. look pretty good. Those look pretty good as well, so. Um, but anyway, so the the guys that I did pick up for Age of Sigmar, I'm look, I also uh, traded some Space Marine sprues that I had lying around cool. for basically every leftover bit that somebody had after doing a Mechanicum army. Oh, nice, okay. So they had, like, some of the Rust Stalkers. So you and got pity pieces. That's fine. That's all you need with those guys. But you can like, totally make them forty k. But like hundreds of freaking like heads and bits and arms and weapons and um, yeah, because everybody that does the uh, the what are they the Rangers and the Vanguard Skatari, they have the alternate heads, right? Yeah, so if you do one set, you've got ten left. Those over. sets come with like ten extra heads and ten extra like the main rifles plus all the special weapons plus all the sergeant bits and the you know the backpack for the. Um, Vox caster yep. or whatever they yep, call yep. it. Like there's yeah, tons the, and tons of bits in every set. Every not set the Vox is like caster, but the Vox caster, it's got a different name. Nuncio Vox or some random yeah. bloody thing. Who knows? But uh, or that might be the Horus Heresy version of it. But the main thing is there. There was just about everything. I think the only sprue that I didn't get any extras of. Um, what are they called? The Electro Priests. Oh yeah, because so the guys that have like the staffs or the spirit fingers. You know, those oh, I thought you said the one for the the data uh, priest or whatever for the robots. Oh no, there's there's virtually no real bits that you have left over yeah. in that set anyway. That's what I thought you were talking about. Weapon sets, but I'm also the, surprised that but. anybody even bought the electro priest. Those are kind of I don't know models. I don't like them. I kind of like them. Really? I, I certainly want them to convert. Really, I find them like just kind of maybe they're they're too old school aesthetic. Like they look really like second ed 40k just bulked up. Yeah, I think they fan. definitely need some work. But anyway, so the main thing is between kit bashing these Age of Sigmar models with Admech, um, because Fantasy is now in round bases as well, so these models, you know, if they're built intelligently, you could use them for Horus Heresy, you could use them for Zone Mortalis, you could use them for Age of Sigmar. If they're half and half and WYSIWYG-ish, then and you, use them, you can use them for everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because, like, I have I have a bunch of Empire plastics. I have a bunch of these Admech plastics. I mean, you could have, like, handgunners with weird, like, electro-rifle thingies, whatever they're called. Yeah, and as we'll get into later, I think Age of Sigmar is pretty wide open for whatever the fuck you want to use, so... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anybody else got anything that they are... I do. Purchase? I won't be able to buy it for about six months, but holy crap, I'm buying it right as soon out of the gate. Fantasy Flight Gen Con releases? Yep. Oh. Which one? I want drop fleet so oh, okay. okay, everybody's aware of that. We all want, that's just a given. Yeah, but after the Gen Con stuff, I'm like, yeah, no, it's happening. It is happening. There's pictures from Gen Con? There's pictures from Gen Con. Oh, wow, you didn't. Oh, There's so I'm many pictures of behind. so many things from Gen Con, it's ridiculous. They have some of the actual like 3D printed ships. Don't oh, and speaking of Gen Con, they, Catalyst Game Labs, they were showing off um, a new test print for a new style of Reese and mechs. So, like, the old... Oh, oh, shut man. the fuck up! 
Eh, the Warhammer Next. looks super eh. good. Looks so good. You have n- you have no idea. Careful. I want it. I'm gonna I'm gonna whip you with some nibs. I want it inside me. Not the nibs. (laughs) Just the mech models. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And again, we were talking about being classy earlier. Oh god. (laughs) Mike nailed it. How far are we into the podcast? Oh, we talked about twelve minutes or something. Inserting models into Orify. Well, you know me, I always stick models in my mouth. Oh, Clearly that's what I'm referring to. <laughs> I always, whenever somebody has a nice shiny new painted model, I pretend to put it in my mouth. It's true, he's been doing this for as long as I've known him, which is, oh god, well over ten years now. <laughs> you sound so Here. glad about that. <laughs> How about this one? I don't think your giant <laughs> Convergence Battle Engine will fit. That's not going no. No, it also has a different shape, if you know what I mean. It's no. sort of beveled, though. So you, you put away like, the phallic model. <laughs> you could, like, work it in there. <laughs> It just takes a little bit of extra effort. Yeah, I saw these. Um, <laughs> and I guess the only thing for me is that uh, Weird, right. and they announced at Gen Con that they are doing a new miniature game. Who did? Weird. Oh, they're not That's compatible weird. either, not I understand. Yeah, it is totally like different. the sister game for Malifo, where it's playing on Wanoofo? Earth. Malifa. Well, it's, I think it's called The Other Side. I yeah. like Steve's super reference. Yeah, actually it is. It's called The Other Side, and it's a game that takes place on Earth, not through the breach. Oh, okay, that could be actually interesting. Or it just could be really... Less magic? Ordinary. I don't know. Because they bring the Soul Stones back through the breach to Earth. Could be interesting. So I have no idea what could it's going to be. more be. like machine guns and actual, like, real-world weapons, and less magic. And, and like, fewer gremlins and... Kids yeah. with creepy dreams and stuff. That might actually, because I like their models. I think their models are pretty cool. That might actually bring in. We'll see. They're yeah, not, I have no idea. But they're not compatible. They're two That's separate one. systems. Oh, okay. I, I feel like I really wish that they did the War Machine Hordes model for that, where they're separate games, but they're totally compatible. Because mm-hmm. why the fuck wouldn't, like. Yeah, no, you got a point. I mean, unless they set it up as being in a different, like, time period or something. But you know what? They also can explore some different mechanics. Like, War Machine and Hordes is pretty set in its its realm of gameplay. Yeah. I feel like it, when you do uh, split up your games into very specifically different systems, you can explore different mechanics. Yeah. Like, if, War Mach- if Horde had exploding dice, let's say, like, brought in a completely different thing. What? It yeah. would be completely not workable for War Machine. Right. Fair enough. So, anyways, okay. Could be good. Uh, all right. Moving on. No, so, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Did everybody get? Did you? Are you yeah. buying anything, Dad? He talked about Battletech. Oh no, that on. didn't count. I meant no, something he... of substance. He wasted his airtime on Battletech. Oh, okay, We're moving right, on. Right. 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 Did you just assume I more? talked about X-wing? <laughs> yeah. I'm good right now. I'm okay. sure that. Good. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. Yeah. So, what's our first period, Ward? We are going to talk about Ages Sigmar and our first initial thoughts on it. Please keep in mind that none of us have actually played a game yet. I played Intergame. These are just impressions. Did you? I played Intergame. Okay. Yeah. Steve played. So I played. Lead us off, Steve-o. As the most experienced one here. Well, that's sad. I literally played a GW intro (laughs) game at Warhammer (laughs) from a GW staff member. Really? Uh, uh, Darren. Darren. I was going to say Daryl, but Darren. Um, You know what I have to say? I like it. I think it's actually a really good step in the right direction for a franchise that was done. Fanboy. boy. No. <laughs> there's, there's, there's some serious flaws with it, like very serious flaws, like the, the unofficial army selection rules that we might talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, go a little ways in the, towards fixing the fact that there are no points, which I'm sure everybody 
has heard on the internet about 10 trillion times. If you follow anything makes me related, hurt. it does. It's just like bring a random amount of models, and if you horrifically outnumber your opponent, they gain a new victory condition. Some of those victory conditions are Whee! really cool and really <laughs> interesting, and I actually don't think it's quite as bad as people are making it out to be. But yes. If you bring 500 models and your opponent brings 10, you're not playing the same game system and something's really weird. Uh, like, <laughs> it's just the way it is. But it fixes a lot of the problems with, with Fantasy, where it was very hard for a new player to get into because, A, there was the cost of entry, which was so high, you had to have probably close to 100 models for most armies to play. Um, even the elves were getting up into the horde formation kind of stuff. Well, especially because in the last little while, one of the things that Warmer Fantasy players... Um, we're doing overall is moving to larger and larger point sizes. Yeah. And while they were doing that, Games Workshop was also reducing the points cost on a lot of the models. So you, back when we used to have 2,000 point tournaments, where your average army would be like 60, 70 models. Um, no, that's a single regiment. You know, that, in 8th, that was a single core regiment is 50, 60, 70 models. Yeah, I've, I definitely played against... Uh, so I was at Warhammer this weekend, or not this weekend, the last weekend. Um playing the final sort of last hurrah of 8th, and it was 3,000 points. It was 2,996, just to make it divisible by 4. Um, and I have to say, that game feels broken and outdated and just generally clunky. I know the, everybody uh, talks about fantasy as having very good movement systems and very good movement mechanics, but it's also very hard to wrap your head around initially as a beginner. Like, that movement system of, like, the wheeling and the charging and the, all the way that works is not the not friendly to a beginner. Now, to be totally fair, my first ever miniature game was Warmer Fantasy, and it was fine, and I was, like, 13. Also, again, you didn't have to play with units of... Some people there had 100 model units. Yeah, and but your you're first game that, ever wasn't 100-plus models. No, it's true, but if you're going to go to your first tournament now, you're looking at that. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, that sort of... Remember, we went to the first fantasy tournament. We played there in, uh, in Calgary. My biggest unit that I played was with 30 models. And I was playing Skaven, and that was a horde unit. That's... Yeah. My smallest unit that I played with this weekend was 30. And yeah. it was a Nightrunner unit. I played my Wood Elves <laughs> for the longest time, where I had a unit of archers that was 14 strong, was the largest unit that I had. Yeah, that's just not a thing you can do in any way anymore. Like, it's gone. Um, so I actually like that for Age of Sigmar. It, it feels a lot more like that War Machine Malifaux style game where you can play with 30 models and you're going to have a really good time. It's fun. It's fast paced. If you play relatively balanced stuff, it's OK. Um, and there are let's talk about the unofficial comp rules where you have for every 20 uh, wounds, I think it is. There's only a certain number of monsters you can take, certain number of characters. And if you take units that have. Uh, no cap for every 20 models you take in that unit you get a discount so you do still get those units that have no max uh, like Skaven Slaves that kind of thing do get effectively a wounds discount I know it's not perfect same with goblins yeah and you know I I guess for me the biggest thing is that um, you can say anything you want uh, about whether or not you really like Age of Sigmar or not but Warmer Fantasy was stagnant yes and it's a game that hasn't even been on the radar uh, for sales amongst all of the miniature games 
for probably the last five years. Well, let's talk about the group here. Everybody here had has had a fantasy army at some point. Or has one. Correct. Or has one currently. Or has I think one. bins and bins. No, I don't know. Did Ward ever actually have one done? <laughs> yeah, Ward, do you ever have a fantasy army? Yeah, I played down in Calgary. He repainted them about Tomb 12 Kings. different times. Tomb but. Kings. Tomb Kings, that's right. Tomb Kings and okay. Chaos. Yeah, yeah, so we all had a fantasy Zinch army. Was close. And Tom, then got reprised. when was the last time that you played, played a game? <laughs> I begrudgingly and drunkenly and angrily played a game of Triumph and Treachery at Provocon. <laughs> and before that, and I hated every second of it. Nothing to do with the people, it's just the game was fucking stupid. And before that, ah, uh, fuck. I think he played against as James, like a year and a half before that. So you've played basically once every year and a half. Yeah. Okay. And I used yeah. to play it all, and for example, I used I to play all the time. You would play in a fantasy tournament, I'd play in a 40k tournament. Guaranteed. Yeah. Damn, when was the last time you played? I I think the last time I rolled dice for Warhammer Fantasy was I played probably ten or twelve games when Eighth Edition first came out, and I loved it. But most of those people that I played with never played again after that. So <laughs> okay, oh you're that like guy. between Danny Hakenin, like Nathan, and a bunch of other people, they they would play those one or two games just to feel out the new system. And whereas I was like, oh hey, the system is new and it's rewarding different tactics. I'm going to change my army, and it was kind of fun. Other people were like, oh, my army, the way I used to run it didn't work. I'm going to stop playing. Okay. <laughs> Ward. I would say the last time that I played a game of fantasy was when 8th just first came out. Same thing as Dan, just Kay. trying the new system and figuring out how it all worked and that sort of thing. So, Mike, was the last time that you played a, system, a game of fantasy at the time we played here? Your no, snow no, table? no, no, no. Uh, because <laughs> that was like two years I ago. I had a, a couple games after that. That's because I played it Onslaught. Oh, as a and winner? I think the last no, no, it was actually the player that time. Really, I wanted a chance at the trophy because they were shiny and new. <laughs> True. That was the first time you got the trophies. What year was that? Uh, and the last year person I played ago. was Nathan Pullen. Three tournaments ago. About Jesus. a year and a half. Year and a half ago. Two there years. you go. So I haven't played at a tournament since Grand Prairie until this last weekend. So Grand Prairie would have been two years ago, I think. No, longer it was before I was married. 2010. What? But, holy crap. Feels really? like yeah. forever. The no, last time I... No, no, you played me. At a tournament. I played oh, you Oh, at a tournament. Then. Okay. Okay. Right. Within two years. I probably played Correct. you about two years ago. Yeah. So this is a pretty dedicated group of fantasy players. Like, I have a huge Skaven army. I own over 15,000 points of orcs. And we've all collectively played, like, maybe once, twice in the last two years. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, when eighth first came out, I did play it a lot. I played in, I still played in several tournaments, but they reached a point where it wasn't necessarily that the the rule set was bad. It's just their design for the new army books became really stagnant and formulaic. When there were two or three editions of an empire army, where the only thing that they really added or removed was making the magic item list longer or shorter. They added a witch hunter and those stupid wagons with the giant, like, fucking microscope on top or whatever. Yeah. Telescope. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? The the Luminarch of Heesh or whatever the hell it yeah. is. Like, that's pretty much the only difference between two or three generations of that army book. Like, a unit would go up a point or down a point, but nothing really changed for several editions of, like, the core human army for the game. So I guess my question to you guys is, is if you're not tournament fantasy players... Because you thought the game was bad. That's a safe assumption. Um, yeah. Um, which I have to admit, the Warhammer did not change my mind. Oh boy! Like people talk about how 40k you can get alpha striked, quote unquote, and like guard armies will wipe you off the table in the first turn. I play a lot of 40k. 
and I play a lot of glass hammer armies, and I've never had even my Dark Eldar against a guard gun line feel that outclassed against certain armies in fantasy, just due to magic and shooting, and you just not having answers to certain phases at all. Yeah. Um, I think, which is a really bad mechanic, like the idea of not being able to interact with your opponent in turn yeah, and just game, taking it. The game can be incredibly asymmetrical if you just took, if you took like back in the day, wood elves versus like lizardmen or beastmen or some random thing. Before yeah. lizardmen had the really cheap spammable poison javelins or blowpipes or whatever. Yeah, the fuck. blowpipes. Yeah, there is. There were plenty of additions where there were armies that just. Or like Bretonians even before they got to Trebuchet, like they had nothing. Yeah, you could have some shitty peasants with bows, or you could just take more knights. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> entire sections of that game where you don't interact with your opponent, and that's a bad system. Age of Sigmar takes that away because it's a lot more fast paced and a you lot can, more short ranged as well. Yes. most abilities. Can yeah. I can I just point out? Do you kind of feel that some of the rules are a little condescending though? Like what do you mean? Making your opponent dance if this oh, yeah, opponent totally. has a. Yeah, a beard. No, I'm just asking. Is it, now does that it not feel said, a little condescending? I agree with you. I think that's a questionable mechanic, but I love it. Okay, that's and fine. most of that is only the special characters. Yeah, like, and, it's pretty limited. And like we were talking about before, um, that's only for those old special characters where it's really the developers kind of throwing a nod out to the old school guys, because I I almost feel that they know that they're shitting on a lot of committed gamers when they release this edition. And that they're throwing that it's out not there. not everybody. Kind of, I'm not saying everybody. I just, I felt some of it was a little constant. Yeah. But See, like that now, stuff was really just kind of a, a shout out to those guys. No, no, was, or it was but, Games Workshop's first foray into LARPing. But that is the one thing I cannot stand. <laughs> if somebody's condescending to I me. Like <laughs> I hear you. That's it. Like it's, you, it's, it's done. We're, I'll be acquainted to you, but that's it. Really? You know what? Yeah. I so you're, if you're seriously condescending to me. I have no time for you after does that. Does that word mean what you think it means? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> See, and Thomas, think about it. Think about it. Uh, Tom and Mike are sitting on opposite side of the room right now. Okay, but no, I want to say that some of those rules are super cool. Like, if you're playing Nagash and you kneel down to tie your shoe, you lose. Isn't that Cetra? Cetra, 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 yeah. because he never kneels. Yeah. Uh, I think that's hilarious. I also, someone needs to tell me how this works. But on the screaming bell, if you roll a thirteen, you just win the game. You have yeah. to have somebody from Slanish. But you only it's, roll. It's a joke because it's on two d six. It's on two d six, right? There are there are ways in the game. Okay, like, I think Fate Weaver. You can add plus one to a roll or something like that. So there are ways to get above or below okay. a one or a six. Like some of the rules are like if you roll a seven, which can happen with bonuses on a d six. Okay, that makes sense because the whole idea. But it is mostly a joke, but exactly, it is actually right? possible in some extreme. So circumstances. that's what I was. People were talking about <laughs> is how you can roll like you, you, there's combos with Slash and Fate Weaver where you just you just win with the Screaming Bell, and I was like, but that means you're playing an asshole, which in a game with okay. no points and a social mm-hmm. agreement beforehand, you're playing an asshole. That's on you for picking that opponent. But as soon as you ever take this to a tournament scene. I guarantee you there's four or five lists like that. So tournament scene, people have already been talking about so how to make this So this is what I'm just saying. Age of Sigmar is not a tournament game at all. You can I, also yeah. fix that by just saying, hey, no fucking allies. Yeah. Like, Everybody has to be from the same. There's no, not faction. There's a name for it because uh, there's the different forces realms. Like Bubble zone. Forces of order and disorder. Compendium, I think it is. Everybody has to be from the same compendium. 
is the way it's going to be or whatever. Which hilariously enough, I'm pretty sure Skaven and demons are. No, they're from the same realm. They're from the they're from no, we, chaos. We get, isn't there mixes up? And there is. They're, you're totally allowed to play with whatever you want. But I think what they're talking about from like the hardcore fantasy group that's still looking to play Age of Sigmar is if you play in a tournament and you want to play Chaos, you will not be taking Slanesh and Skaven. That's just not happening. And I think one of the things to really keep in mind here is that most of the games that are good tournament games are not directly taken right out of the rule book. Here you go, tournament, like War have fun. War Machine was always a competitive game, but it didn't really come into its own until Steamroller came out. Which was originally, you told me this, was originally a fan thing that Privateer Press picked up on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I really like, and I think that's really cool. And I feel that 40K is the same way when with you ITC. the ITC. Yeah. Um, there's very few games where they kind of nail it right off the hop that it's automatically a tournament game. I think leaving it up to the community with Age of Sigmar is actually really smart. And if the community comes up with something that's awesome, and they clearly know the community is clamoring for comp, and they went, holy crap, we need to get something out there. Let's make an unofficial release only to the GW stores, mind you, for their comp. Uh, Just so people playing in the stores had something to go on and would stop ragging on the staff, I'm guessing. Uh, But they clearly know it's out there, that that's an issue. And if GW comes out with Age of Sigmar, here's the initial four-page rulebook, and now here is a 20-page booklet on how to play tournaments. Yeah, if it becomes a supplement or a tournament package the way other game systems have done it, that could potentially be pretty awesome. It could be like a full-on game changer for them. They could move into that War Machine territory of having a competitive game but still being that model. But do you really think they will because they've always said they don't want to be tournament-based? The money will speak volumes. But then it's the community running it anyways. You know what? No, that's not the case because if it was money speaking, they would have went with what people were asking for, how, not how they envisioned sure. it. Do- dollars and cents-wise, right now, uh, I was informed that their modeling supply department makes more money than Fantasy does. So Fantasy needed a major overhaul to get new. Oh, no, I'm not, not saying that there's something didn't have to be done. I'm just yeah. saying... It, the way they did it was it right. Is is it right? Who knows? Like time time is going to have to tell for sure, right? Is sales going to come up? They're going to have to see what their quarterly reports, what they say. But I mean, like when your modeling supplies outsell one of your main game systems, yeah, your first you know, game you ever made, something made needs system. to happen. I think it's a bold choice. We'll see how it plays out. So <laughs> Doritos bold move of the game. <laughs> um, it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> you will not be able to see very well. So, all right, now we are hobby night in Canada, so I feel that it might be a good idea to kind of redirect back towards what are some of the hobby implications of Age of Sigmar? Good. The hobby implications are good. You have less models. Would you care to be more specific? You have less models. Less models is is fewer models. Thank you. I'm I'm a computer scientist. I don't write English. Um... No, the hobby implications are you have less models to paint. You can spend more time on them. You don't have to worry about posing them so they rank up anymore. I think for me that's a really big one is that uh, ranking models was often a major limiting factor for yeah, what you if did. If you had a unit of 50 halberdiers, good luck to you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Right? I, once again, I'm going to come back to Mike and I. Skaven with tails. Skaven with tails. tails. Yeah. Skaven with tails. The rats now are good, but the old ones that I had. The multi-part were, plastics back in the day? Oh, God, Night they were runners, the worst. With the stupid the, tails. Like the Night runners. 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 Storm Stormvermin. Stormvermin were great. Stormvermin with their halberds will not rank up. But that's my point. Is Stormvermin were an amazing kit. You could, but it was a lot of work. <laughs> I, have my, I have my Skaven numbered. If you spent about 100 <laughs> hours planning it, 
and yeah, numbered the bottom. I literally the have them all numbered. Yeah, you ha you might have a chance. And I have the, the left side of all my models have a blue on the bottom painted on the left edge, so I know where the numbers start, which way one goes from. Do you actually know how I did my storm vermin? I started doing it, and I went, "Oh, that's a mistake." It became a front ranker. <laughs> and then I went continue. Front or left ranker. That's ranker. a mistake. Yeah. That's a front or left rank. And then after a while, it's like, okay, I can't do this. this is the rules. The tail can't go past this point. Everybody has to be situated in this direction. Yeah. Okay, now I get the rest of the ranks. Wakehurst was notoriously bad for that, too. It, yeah. You had to make mistakes before you learned well, how to do it. Also, you would have the guys of the, the guys at the beginning yeah, of the base would yeah. be at the very front, and then the guys at the end of the unit yeah. would be at the very back. Yes. <laughs> so you could get the most space. Yeah, the, Bre the Bretonian Knights, you actually had to build in a very specific way, because the horses would, like, eat each other's assholes and not rank up. <laughs> they would. Because <laughs> they they ridiculous. So the horses they wouldn't were way rank too up. big for the bases. They wouldn't rank up because they were eating each other's assholes. <laughs> yep. Hobby Night in Canada quote of the day. Yep. Keeping it classy. <laughs> uh, no, I, I honestly think that for hobby implications, the new models look really good. That, that was mm. one of the big... The well, chaos stuff looks incredible. Models mm. aside... Models aside... Really? You're a chaos guy. Models aside, I There's think... There's about four models I like. I think being able to make the dynamic poses on, like, a single base by itself, that's what drew me to 40k, and now that I can do that with fantasy, it's a whole lot better. I do like the style of the new bases. I don't know why. I I like bases. Round bases, you mean? The oval round ones. bases lend themselves like the, the more. The oval ones, even. Really? The oval? Well, round bases lend themselves more to a display model. Because yeah. you're not locking you into viewing angles. Yeah. yeah. Although it does make it harder to paint non metallic. Yes. Which you shouldn't be doing, anyways. Stop. <laughs> unless you're stop. really good. Stop at painting non metallic metal unless your name's Darren Latham. Yes, then continue. Please. <laughs> For the greater good. The greater good. Um, no, I, 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 I think, think it's I think it's a bold maneuver that they're doing. I like I like the new dynamic of the round bases. Will I buy the starter set? Mm, I'm not partial to either of those factions per se. Like I do like Chaos and I've played Chaos quite a while, but I don't play Corn because I'm not a twelve year old boy. So <laughs> I mean that's oh, I, corn that kind a of shot a, at me too. Corn kind oh, of appeals no. to me. No, it's a shot at Jason. Jason, if you're listening to it, Corn, don't do it anymore. Stop. I want to say that I actually like Corn the most of all the chaos. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yes. Are you a 12 year old boy? Yes. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I'm just nah, saying. I moving on. I got nothing now. Uh, right, so. I, th I think for 12 -year -old me, 12 year old boy trapped in a 29 year old body. <laughs> I'm a little bit worried about. Um, I look at that starter set. And there's not the same range of aesthetic that you used to see when it was like orcs versus empire or True. goblins versus dwarves, where True. the factions were very distinctively different. The models in that are a bunch of bulky dudes on round bases. I'll give you that. And I'm a, a little bit worried that you're going to find... It's true. One of the Even things the marauders that, are bigger than space marines. Yeah, one of the things that really bothers that me about bother the 40k the aesthetic these days is that it's... I feel like it's not necessarily quite as diverse as it used to be because they're just focusing on so many different fucking space marines. Wait, what? Did, uh, whoa. Let's rewind this back. This year, we've seen the addition of two new races entirely. Yeah, okay. We saw oh, Harlequins. Yes. Right, okay, that's been the last year, but there's a long time Harlequins before that. Harlequins and Admech have been around forever, though. No, but as far as models go, like in terms <laughs> of the way they look, Admech looks like nothing else out there. And Harlequins look like Eldar. I would disagree with that. Or Dark Elder. <laughs> Their vehicles do. Uh, yeah, honestly, Elder, the Harlequins have been up for a really, really long time. They just redid the models. They're just slightly less shitty versions of models from the 90s. Yes. Yeah. No, True, but I think And I loved the Admech. So I loved the Admech, and I thought that was like a nice hot beef injection to the aesthetic of 40k. <laughs> <laughs> the Imperial Knights? Imperial Knights? God, I love it. Keep it in your ass. 
Yeah, but sorry. The moral of the story is, I'm worried it's going to become like that. That starter set is just so homogenous to me. Like the aesthetic. Okay, of now here's here's one thing too that we need to go back homogenized? to. Homogenized. One two percent. Oh, it's <laughs> no. One of the things we need to go back to though is the the 40k <laughs> starter sets way back in the day were just literally two factions of marines, blue and red marines, and they had to sell way back in the day. Way yeah. way in the way back machine. They had to sell, why are there two different same-colored armies? Horus Heresy, Civil War. Sparks one of the biggest long-running sci-fi awesomeness. Yeah, but we're derailing a fair amount of this But I'm saying that having a pared-down model range isn't the worst thing. I don't give a shit about a pared-down model range. I just want there to be a diverse um, aesthetic within each of the different factions. And I'm worried just a little bit that I'm going to lose my orcs as they were and they have no real reason to play them. Yeah, and I agree with you on that. I, I do yeah. feel the same way with my Skaven. That's one of the reasons I'm holding off on buying anything for Age of Sigmar is because I'm worried they're going to write the Skaven out. I want to see some of the new models. And like the oryx the versus orcs. Like, you never know. So Yeah, oryks. Yeah, exactly. I'm cautious about what's going to happen with the game. As a guy that's played orcs and goblins and what else since like the dawn of yeah. my gaming time. So, I think... From a hobby standpoint, there are a lot of nice new models coming out, which is great, but I'm a little bit worried that you're going to lose some of the aesthetic that the game used to have. I agree with that. Pretty hard, and so that's one of my main worries. I want to see... I am cautiously optimistic. I want to see where they go with it, but I'm actually very much in this... I'm very much agreeing with you, Tom. Holy fuck. I know. <laughs> I am a little worried that my Skaven are going to go away, and I'm do, very do, worried... Do you need room? Or? We do. Okay. Uh, no, we can do it from here. We have long legs. Oh, don't touch my dick. Uh, classy. <laughs> um, I don't want. You could have said, "Please touch my dick." <laughs> You're right. That would have been classier. Very, very classy. No, I, I really, honestly want to know what happens to my Tomb Kings. Yeah, I think the Tomb Kings are going to get the shaft. <laughs> Tomb Kings and Lizardmen. Wow. I, I see. I want to see what happens with those armies before I jump into it, like, like Hog Wild. Um, I do like the different winds of magic being different realms, though. Yeah, that's an interesting take on it. When I read that in the in the rule book, that was that was pretty cool, actually. The other thing that's really cool about the game too that I'm I really like is how integral terrain is and how terrain, uh, like when you buy a forty dollar or fifty dollar or a hundred dollar terrain piece from GW, it clearly has very important rules to your army and you can bring it along. And those gates look pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those new crazy flaming gates and the buildings with the big dome and stuff on them, whatever. Yeah. I can't remember what they're called, but they look awesome. If yeah. you if you look also in the back of like some of the uh, books, there's also the corn like walls. Of, yeah, there's like, the big like chaos siege so castle. So that's only a matter of time, I'm sure. So. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's cool. The fact that they're rewarding you for buying cool terrain pieces. That's like not just oh, I brought a bastion. It's a square box with bolters on the sides. Yeah. I think overall, like, my initial thoughts of it is it's a bold move. I'm going to have to see what happens with armies that I like yeah, I before you. I, like I said, jump in. So, but I, mean, I, I don't think it's the worst choice that they made. It's, it's a bold choice. And either, either uh, other companies are going to, like, learn from this mistake that GW made or they're going to realize that GW is onto a goldmine changing it up and they might have to do that. Well, it all depends on whether or not gamers like us are lucrative. Or yeah. whether they can actually 
expand into the realm of new gamers for exactly. the first time That's in a generation. The big thing. Exactly. Yeah, they have to go for new because I think it's new gamers. I think they I think jaded if, the older ones. If somebody has yep. played Eighth Edition like solid and like loves Eighth Edition, like this was kind of yeah a slap yeah. in the face. They might not get that gamer continuing. I think they're hoping for everyone that they lose, they get two new gamers in. But you know that probably said, will. Though, and they're losing a lot of gamers, so I mean they're going to be fine. They're really not because <laughs> no one played the game anyways. I know it was a joke, but that's my point though. Is is Paul Ting, or I think the counterpoint to you is the is Paul Ting, who is a hardcore fantasy gamer, uh-huh. is actually kind of stoked about Age of Sigmar, and that's cool. I mean, like it's I don't it's, think it's, it's universal not, that everybody hates it. It's There's not definitely universal. a huge number of people that don't. No, just a handful of vocal nerds, and I think the real tagline for this for me is that. The single worst thing Games Workshop could have done with Warhammer Fantasy is nothing. It's nothing at all. Yeah. 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 And a big change like this, you know, even if it means if it means I don't buy any more fantasy models, you know what? I wasn't buying any yeah. fantasy models anyways. Yeah. So what do you fucking do? They're they not, came up with all they didn't come up with this for me. And I didn't buy any of it. And I felt bad. They came up with a Vermin Lord. I wanted a plastic Vermin Lord. They came out with Thanqual on Crazy Bone Ripper. Love that model, but don't play the game. Didn't buy it, and they came up with the exactly the rat terminator creatures. <laughs> rat terminators. Yeah, uh, just don't care. <laughs> yeah, and that was just it. We didn't care. But the point here is that maybe there'll be something cool about this game that'll get us back in. Yeah, and so worst case scenario, people that weren't giving the money are going to continue to not give the money. I exactly. just thought of something else that's awesome too. All those like old school like eighties dwarves that I love and don't have enough of. I don't need as many as I used to. Ooh. I don't need units of like fifty guys with great weapons. I just need like twenty, and I have or like, twenty. Yeah, 10. yeah, and same for me with my force goblins. Because that's the thing. You bring twenty models to a game. I'll bring twenty models to a game. There's no reason why we can't do that. Like, there's no set. Well, like inside. this seems this seems fair. Yeah, we could just like just grab from your collection, and this seems fair. That's exactly the way we're playing Zone Mortalis. Like, oh, you're taking a dreadnought? I'll take a Talus. You know what? I think I know why I feel insulted. I got really excited about the end time stuff. I bought Thankful. I bought the yeah the rat, and then I they bought literally the blew it all up. And then they literally said, "Okay, um, that's it, done." And then I'm like, "What?" And then the tournaments. Guess what? No tournament runs end times. It's all been illegalized. So I'm like, so I just except for the two tournaments that Ryan Boyd's running that are both end times. One of which was that out of the basement. Too late coming up in yeah. September. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Too late. End of, <laughs> end of August. I Whatever. have to say <laughs> that that's I don't really. Slap. I don't really care because now with Age of Sigmar, take Vermin Lord. I th- I do think that Age of Sigmar hasn't found a place yet with a gaming community like in a tournament okay. scene so yeah, because I th- it's literally I think a month old tournaments for the next six months i think though are going to be hard pressed oh, yeah. to figure out what they're going to do right so i think the real the real uh sort of tournament for age of sigmar curve is going to be next year starting january i think so too because everybody's sort of set their uh schedules usually six months in advance for tournaments we'll see what's going to happen next summer and i'm excited because i actually think it's going to be a good thing and really, we can just kind of wait and see. Maybe I can fit my army in one case again. That would be nice. How cool is that? Maybe you can start a new army by only spending $300 and painting 30 or 40 models. Oh my god, I would love that, because there's a lot of fantasy models that I actually like. Like, I like Lizardmen. I don't like skinks. Me too. I don't want to paint 80 of them. 
just because they have poison blowpipes. <laughs> but the dinosaur, you want to paint a dinosaur. Too. I totally have a Bistelodon. That's why I was doing my uh, Exodite army that kind of failed because it was really hard to convert. <laughs> yeah, you have like the Pterodon thing. Yeah, I have Pterodon riders and all that stuff for my Eldar, but decided to not do dinosaurs because it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Age of Sigmar. Cautiously optimistic, it sounds like. Except yep. for Mike, who is jaded. Yep. No, no. Mike is a hobbyist scorned. Yeah. I, I, that's why I said I feel uh, it was condescending. And <laughs> let's play some games. You might like it. You might like he it. He looks. He looks very skeptical. All right. No, because you you lie to me. You say you're going to do something, and you always lie, and you don't do it. What? <laughs> I paint, you told me to paint one model by the next time you saw me, and I had the model done. Only Everybody because I it. mocked you so mercilessly. I had to paint a black seconds. He I'm puts in more effort to mock you to paint models than you do to paint models. Hey. <laughs> You, you shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> I was in a okay, smelly okay. bus for okay, three okay, weeks. Okay, how about this? Are we ready for the second <laughs> period? Oh, God, no, yes. No, are we playing a game? Okay, so second period now is uh, just a quick recap of the Wet Coast GT. I was the only one that made it to this. I think I can just go to the bathroom. You Go ahead. Yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell everybody about it except you. So, okay. That's all right. Uh, so, yeah, I went down to the Wet Coast GT at the beginning of July. I played in the X-Wing tournament down there. They managed to get a regional package, so I was pretty gung-ho about playing so on that. So how many players do they have? Well, they had 36 players, I believe, signed up. So pretty darn good, actually, compared to... We thought it was going to be the easiest regional that... Ever because like, like nobody pre-registered, there was like eleven people signed up. I'm like, yeah, awesome, get some good swag, right? And then yeah, just it just flooded at the end. So yeah, it was kind of yeah, crazy. but you know you should know that I do know that Ner- no, nerds sure. are horrible for registration. It, you know what? It's three, like oh, the last week, let's all do it now. <laughs> three, three weeks out, I find is the magic number where people start signing up, and then yeah, for sure they'll they'll uh, fill up pretty quick after that. Um, but yeah, so I went down and played, uh, the Saturday I played five games, um, I played, uh, against a good group of people, they, there was a good mix of, between, like, Imperials and Rebels, um, Scum? There's a few Scum, there's actually more Rebels, uh, and Imperials than Scum, so, um, the best game that I would have to say is I played against, uh, Mike Dawson, uh, he was just a good player out from Kamloops, so we played uh, some good games, and there was beer involved. So good. Good. yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, Do you remember I, how the game ended? I won. Then you didn't drink enough. I well, <laughs> I I made him drink enough. Maybe. Oh, Maybe there you was go. My, that was my goal. That's a dirty so. plan. I like it. So, uh, but I never I never got like blown out of any of my games. Like I won. I won how many of them? Hang on. One, two. <laughs> I can't remember. That was a good beer, man. I won three out of my five games that day. Okay. And, and I squeaked into the top 16 because I was actually 17th in, uh, in line, but one guy couldn't make the second day. So I squeaked, nice. So I squeaked into the top 16. Um, but none of my games. Technically were, in the top 16. Technically in the top 16. The best kind of top 16. <laughs> Um, but no, I, ne- I never got a blowout on, on, in any of my games. It wasn't like That's good, just actually. totally trounced. And considering like my list of three TIE fighters and three TIE bombers, it was a little bit different. So I thought that was actually a pretty strong list. I don't think that your, your list was entirely... The proximity mines, some, I think they were hit or miss. Okay, so I, here, I'll Weird give you... Your mines were either hit or miss? I'll give you a gutsy or goatsy, okay? So I'm flying uh, behind... All right, I'm in front of... If you're doing um, a goats, you're probably behind. <laughs> oh. uh, who's that uh, Thai um, 
interceptor that can do the the crazy curve barrel rolls. Lore, Lieutenant Laurier. Yeah, Laurier. So he, uh, I fly in front and I drop a bomb, and he flies right around me and lands on the bomb. So he either like the bomb hurts him and does something, or he is like one like inch away from like the back of like my tie bomber with like two hits left. Like I'm toast. Gutsy or goatsy? It's you, goatsy. Goatsy. Totally. Goatsy. Totally goatsy. I gotta be contrarian, so I'll say gutsy. It was gutsy. I rolled three criticals. Nice. (laughs) And and vaporized that ship. Uh, that was against John, and yeah, that that was a close game. He did he did pull off the win, uh, but I I felt redeemed on that. So nice. It, it was if Justin was close to me, they did bad. My uh, proximity minds. If he was away from me, they did really good. So oh, interesting. That was the big thing. So yeah, no, I played a, a couple of these uh, interceptor lists. Actually, a couple interceptors. Uh, Mike played rebels. Uh, he had unfortunate luck with his A-Wing, just zooming up too fast, and I just trounced him there. Uh, Kevin had an interesting list um, with his uh, fire spray painted up as the Punisher, which was pretty pretty kick-ass, actually. So it was an awesome time. There was beer, which I wasn't expecting, and it was very welcome. So I got <laughs> beer in all of my rounds, so Saturday was really good. Uh, Sunday less good. Sunday less good. I coming in sixteenth. I had to play the first place player. I lost against him, and then I just kind of putzed around for the day. And I saw the videos you made on Saturday night, so clearly Sunday was a bit of a wash. Oh, was that um, all the Lord of the Rings reenactments? There's, uh, yeah. Oh my Sunday. god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sunday might have been a bit of a wash. I learned what dub smash is, and, uh, yeah, did a lot of that, so... Yeah, you should find Ward on there, you'll see, understand why Sunday didn't go oh, so good. Did you see my, uh, Star Wars dub smashes? I don't think so. I'll show you those later. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got some of those, but highly recommended event, really well put together. They had somebody organized each of the game systems that they had there. So they had 40k, Fantasy, Flames of War, War Machine, um, uh, Malifaux was there, as well as the X-Wing tournament. So so I seriously thought about going down, but I'm still not convinced about their 40k format. Right? So, I mean, like we'll, yeah. we'll have to see, right? We'll have to see. What what happens. But honestly, like as long as I have that weekend off again next year, I'd, I'd really be looking at going back for sure, so... I go down. That's I will cool say that the venue, the venue is nice, big and open. So kind of like um, a big casino hotel. Uh, they had blocks of rooms blocked off if you needed to do some room rentals there. If you didn't have a chance to stay with a buddy or anything like that, so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to go down to. Oh, he's like Vancouver. Vancouver's a good city, and I think uh, I think I could tailor a list of their format if I had a little more time. There you go. So yeah, we'll have to see them next year. Yeah, so I got to meet meet the organizers, and yeah, they were just. Uh, a good time. Sang, cool. sang some karaoke with them, and yeah, yeah. And Sunday got real bad. Sun, for you, didn't Sunday it? wasn't the best day, but I was doing all right. <laughs> it was yeah, all okay. right. I understand. So, yeah. I understand. We've all had that. Yeah, exactly. So highly recommend it. Check it out. And uh, off to the third period then. Okay. Well, I think we can let Mike start this one off. What am I doing? So the third period, we're gonna just talk about an intro. <laughs> okay, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> okay, uh, well, Mike, if you can't do it, let's uh, let's let Dan kick this one then. Warmaster. Yeah, me and Steve played some Warmaster. I also played some Warmaster against some friends that started off with me way in the beginning. Some of, some of our listeners might not know what Warmaster is. Would you? War- oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Okay, true. Uh, Warmaster is the ten or twelve millimeter version of. Fantasy, kind of. It's the same. 
races. Uh, it's the same time frame. It's all in a larger scale, has in smaller models. It's like fantasy epic for those that yes, know what absolutely. epic Warhammer 40,000 is. I want to say right now, if you don't know what Warmaster is, you probably don't know what epic is because that was even earlier. And I want to put this out there right now that the people you played against are probably our only listeners. Yay! So. No. <laughs> you, you, suck, you, should see, you should see how many people said that they're digging out their Warmaster stuff, though. It's crazy. Okay, yeah. yeah. So... I, Mike's played a lot more of it because Mike, this was one of your favorite games. Yeah, it was. You it played was. A ton. I played a ton. I bought like three armies. I was working on my fourth and fifth. This came out early two thousands, I believe. Uh, uh, we actually late looked it up. 90s? It was ninety nine. Ninety nine. It came out and it was starting to level off in the two thousand one, two thousand two. Because I, I remember and working at GW and was selling kind of the rest. Dead at that point. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah we we sold. <coughs> me. We sold the final War Machines or War Machine. That wouldn't have been it. Uh, War Master stuff from GW West Ed when I was working there, and I finished working there in two thousand. Me too. Yeah, two thousand four. We sold it when I was at Kingsway, and then and then I moved over to West Ed. So yeah, we sold it like early two thousand. Yeah, it would it would have been basically off. done off the shelves by two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, but it was order. You could still mail order it for quite a while. Yeah, until they got rid of the mail order service, it was it was available. Or like the metals, anyways. Okay. Yeah, so it would have basically still been two thousand eight, two thousand nine. You could have got an Intel. Um, maybe even a little bit later. No, that's when they got rid of it. Finecast started coming in just a little bit after because they got rid of the mail order service, uh, like bits by weight stuff, and all the mail order s- stuff finished just around fifth ed, which would have been two thousand ten. Oh, you know how, e- how cheap an army would have been. Oh, would it cost you like five dollars for five dollars? Oh. Now it's like seven hundred. Yeah, yeah, we done uh, fucked up. Boys. So we're gonna come back to this in a second <laughs> yes. about buying a Warmaster army. But me and Mike played a game. Uh, I yep. played my High Elves. I have the same painted High Elf army that I <laughs> painted to play one game with Stephen Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Because no, it, it made you, because you made you, right? Yeah, because it was going off the shelf, and I had to buy some. <laughs> so I bought it and played a game with him, and then never played a game. Okay. And I totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I own apparently a thousand points. Thought it was fifteen hundred. It's a no, thousand. Um, you played your orcs. I did. I played orcs and goblins, and I took more goblins than orcs. I took the minimum amount of orcs. Actually, it was all goblins, goblin riders. I I Cherries. took. I went for. Horde. A lot of chariots, though. You a lot, lot of chariots. chariots. A lot of chariots. A lot of wolf riders. And uh, yeah, the, the but the thing with orcs and goblins is everybody knows is their leaderships. And in Warmaster, that's a problem. So I guess we should probably go through some of the mechanics with the game. Uh, so I haven't played. I've played one game in the last ten years, uh, <laughs> but it was fairly recent. So I have a pretty good idea. Basically, the entire mechanic of the game is you have heroes. Mm-hmm. Heroes don't actually form units on their own. Uh, they the, can the join units and they add uh, combat stats to the to the unit, but if they ever get charged on their own, they're just basically dead. No, they actually it works as you get charged on your own, you have to join a unit. If you can't move to join a unit, then you're dead. Yeah, exactly. So the way the reason that heroes exist in that game is to give orders. Yes. Uh, to do anything that isn't an initiative order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so initiative is so move, within charge. twenty centimeters. A charge is 20 centimeters. If your initiative is 20. 20. So mm-hmm. with, if you're within 20, you don't need a hero. You can just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically like a reaction. They can clearly see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you want to move, you need a hero. Uh, and the thing that's really cool about it is your first order is at your hero's initiative. So if you're, or leadership. leadership. So if your leadership is 8, you, you need roll, to roll an 8. You roll an 8. And so it's a typical fantasy leadership test, two dice, you're good. But then if you're... If you want to use second order to the same unit... It's minus 1. And if it's further away, it's either another minus one. So it gets harder the more. So basically, the, the moment that you move your unit away, 
you're probably going 20 centimeters away. You're okay. probably getting a second order, so it's immediately minus two. So it goes from eight to a six. You can keep going again and trying for now on a four. But as soon as you fail, that hero is done and you move on to the Yes, and the thing that's really important is you can go through all your heroes and then you can get to your general. If your general fails... it's The turn is over. Your turn is done. Fight your if combat. You, if you picked done. him first and you rolled that, that's done. You don't move anything. You're done. So we play a game. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike... How many times did your order your your well, general out have of, out of the five orders I attempted with my general, one was successful. The Holy other four shit. failed. So he moved. Was like, it a goblin or an orc war boss? It was the orc general. He could not roll under an eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it was five six. When like, you bust out the loaded dice, you got to remember, like high dice are not always. Oh the crap! Best. Right. Yeah. Occasionally, you want leadership dice that roll low. But you don't be, be really honest, good for that game. I have, have you seen my, my camel dice that I actually bought in Turkey? That yeah, have, the camel bone dice? Yeah, they have hammered in brass pips, so the sixes are really damn heavy. <laughs> you were playing with loaded dice, you <laughs> son of a bitch. No, but I totally brought them down to the tournament uh, Warhammer, and I was like, check out these loaded dice, and I gave them all my opponents. It was pretty awesome. Uh, that's why I lost. Who knows? Uh, but basically I won because you couldn't do anything. <laughs> I tried. But the thing is, is did you enjoy it? I still had fun losing. My God, that is the most fun I've ever had in a miniatures game in probably the last... Uh, drop Zone's close. Drop Zone feels very similar in the way you fight CQBs in a yeah. building, okay. where it's like that back and forth till a stand yeah. is gone, and then they push them out of the building. Okay. The way, When you fight a combat in War Machine... War uh, Master. War Master. Jeez, I keep saying that. Um, every time you, you lose, you get pushed back by the difference you lost by. Yeah. So if you lose by two, you get pushed back two centimeters. And then if you want to follow up with your attackers, you can you do or you that. can stop. Or you can stop. But if you follow up, you fight it again. Yeah. And you fight it again until it's somebody's either a dead. draw or somebody dies. Yeah. Which is really cool because you get this like, you're just constantly rolling dice. It's that we were talking about with uh, Age of Sigmar where you feel like you're sometimes not involved in a phase. Yeah. With Warmaster, you feel like you're totally involved in the combat because you're constantly rolling dice until somebody's dead. It's very decisive. Yep. I quite liked it. I had a huge amount of fun. Some of the combats that we had, like it was back and forth, yep. even with you failing leadership tests. Because those chariots are vicious. You like them. Uh, You're just uh, mad that you didn't buy any. I don't have any high elf chariots. <laughs> no, chariots I have, are really I have many good. pieces of high elf chariots so, that I don't think make a single complete high elf chariot. And this is a great time to segue <laughs> into the biggest downside of how amazing Warmaster is. Okay, so if you want to buy a Warmaster army, they don't make it anymore. So nope. I wanted to add a dragon rider to my army. It is a single blister, a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of pewter because it's 10 mil scale. Like, probably less than a... So just like a prince on a dragon? Yeah, just yeah. a single dragon. Funny. I had one. Ooh. I had It was painted. Shut up. One of the wings broke off, and I kept it for years, hoping I would find the wing. Eventually, the last time I moved, so a year ago, I said, fuck it. It's been five years. I like, haven't found this wing. Threw out the model. Found the wing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Woo! <laughs> Do you know how much that blister is that I've been looking at? Like hundred bucks, seventy dollars. I've been trying to look. I've been thinking about it on let eBay. Me, let me take a look. Fuck! If you have one, I, I want have. So I have bad. a couple of blisters because I bought like I know that I bought the Sphinx because I was going to use that as like a Tomb King like pet. Oh, I have time. one glued to a piece of scenery. Should I pry it off and sell it for profit? seventy bucks? Yeah. Well, if it's in blister. <laughs> no, actually, the so the, not in blister. It's 50 only bucks. certain ones. It's only certain ones. I'll be honest. It's like the dragon is one of them, but the core set of high elves is maybe twenty-five to fifty percent higher than it was on retail. 
Which is probably Not about on par with current retail prices for Games Workshop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. actually, yeah. you know what? That's true. If it was inflation, I bet you that's what the prices would have been at nowadays, right? Yeah, because yeah, those starter sets are about yeah. like 50 bu- 60 bucks. You right? can still get it, but you have to find it. You have to shop around. And like I said, the, the thing is, is if you don't mind the core units they start off with, like uh, Camry, Empire, Orcs and Goblins, Chaos, and again, you're only styles. looking for spearmen, archers. Yep, those uh, will be not hard to get. Now, Swordmasters of Hoath, which I actually have, uh, which were an expansion unit. I have some of those. Holy shit, those are expensive. Like those kind of things that were rare, like came out or in the special magazine. edition. Like remember the War, Ma- War Master magazines? Yeah, yeah. Like they had some special rules that came out there. Those are expensive. So. Yeah, and I, th- I feel like this is one of those things, too. We could probably talk a lot about different specialist games um, and how great they are and then rant about how hard it is to find models. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Blood Bowl is really that one exception because the community stepped up there and started are making so their own There are so many models. fantasy football-type games that oh, yeah. are Blood Bowl but not Blood Bowl. Really? So many, yeah, no, like, there's yeah. a lot of fantasy football. Dreadball. There's Dreadball. Chaos there's Ball. Chaos Ball. There's lots. But there's even companies that just make teams yeah. for Blood Bowl. That like the act. nuns. Yeah. You, like, you've seen the nuns, right? They're, the, they're an alternate. I've even song. seen Wood Elf teams, Evil Elf teams, Light Elf teams. They're just, generic, teams. they're just generic, like, yeah. you know, Tolkien-esque fantasy figures. Again, footballs. we've made it all full circle. <laughs> Clearly, this is why... Fantasy needs to go away because they're all Tolkien stuff. They can't trademark them. Yeah, none of it's enforceable <laughs> in a court of law. So fuck that. Well, and that is one of the uh, one of the things that I did here is that you can't trademark orc, but you can trademark Oruk. Oruk. Totally, hundred percent. Adeptus Astartes. Not Space Marines. But I just want to say, Militarum, yeah. I fucking hate that. Yeah, but you're not a publicly traded company. Like I get. It. <laughs> I, 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 get I, it. I totally agree with you. I get it. It is so fucking it. stupid. Yep. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I can't trademark my name Tom. So I'm going to turn myself into whatever the fuck stupid thing I want to come up with. Torak. <laughs> Tomak. <laughs> yeah, fucking no, ridiculous. I, I have to say, I really enjoyed Warmaster. I think we should do some more of the specialist games. I think we will bust into them a little bit more. Uh, I know you hate Blood Bowl, Dan. A little bit. Do you no, hate okay, Blood Bowl? Do you hate Blood Bowl like anything but See, battle tech. Half the th- half the problem with Blood Bowl is that half the people in the league that we played didn't want to be playing it, so we're, they were trying to ruin it for everyone else. And there's some really hilarious stories that came of it, but uh, it was not. Well, let's just say they succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would suggest is we try and get a little bit of Warmaster going here and there because it's actually an unbelievably fun. I game. wish I had models. So hey, you know how we talk about. You can just use my Space Marines if he wants to play 40k. Mike has this thing where he has four armies. Would you let me use your orcs? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck, I'm in. Let's play Warmaster, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, I'm so sold. Uh, okay. Yeah, and you I'm, know I'm jazzed. This is I the have thing. a lot. The only thing I didn't get was the special edition stuff, but there's no actual special rules. They're just used as is instead. Okay, sweet. so I need to pick up a dragon rider. Six to midnight. <laughs> Whoa. 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 Uh, comfortable here. So uh, I need to pick up a dragon classy. rider and a couple characters, and I'm at 1,500 points. Yep. Dragon rider's 350 or something, yep. so that's a lot. Scary. Basically good to go after Apparently that. Apparently threw out a significant portion of my army. Yeah. That's <laughs> he's you actually cheaper if he's your general, but he's also shittier. You have piles as well? Yeah. I the other thing that's cool about the game too is you know how in the new Age of Sigmar where your monsters get worse as you as they take wounds. Yeah, it's the same thing. Warmaster. Warmaster did that ten years ago. Oh. Once yeah, you get the halfway point, they become 
Gimped. And that, I don't the think that, say it. I don't think that's all monsters in Age of Sigmar. Just some of the really fucking big ones have yeah. that. Same yeah, thing with a lot of the, like, yeah, it is the same ones. thing. They just have a regular. No, it is the same thing. Even giants have it. Yeah, uh, giants yeah. have it. Basically, anything that has a huge number of wounds, which yeah. giants have a huge the number. Orc and like, goblin giant is one of the ogres. That gets don't have that yeah. where they don't get like the uh, vermin lord. Then after the gimp giant, and replace it with like the gimp giant every time it gets into half wounds. You should every as time he has a kinky. Wait, didn't Will have a gimp giant at one point? I I now have no idea what we're he, talking he about. He put uh, the he put the cage over the head. Yeah. And fists and such. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's actually pretty hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, we we have enough stuff to play, and it's it's honestly a quick game. Once you know the rules, it's fast. Like I, we played a thousand, and it took us an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, and I did not know any. And of the he rules. didn't know any <laughs> rules. And we played. Yeah, a years. I would totally play. You know what else is awesome Master. about Warmaster? The magic phase. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, have a, you have somebody that wants to cast a spell. Oh, it takes. It's a five plus. I didn't cast it. Moving on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or I did cast it. This effect happens. Moving on. Oh, I love simple rules. Yeah, spells. it's so simple. It is, it's it's so very good. simple, but it's elegant. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's actually uh, probably what fantasy should have been. And apparently, you were saying that's very similar to uh, Wrath of Kings. Wrath of Kings? Not no, Wrath of Kings? No, no, no. no, no. Lord, uh, the other one. Uh, the one that's Kings of War. Kings of War. I don't know. I've never actually played Kings of War. That one's I'm not sure about. Okay. But it's, it is the simplified version of that. But yes. So anyways, we need to play that. But then what I would push for is Battlefleet Gothic. Uh, you know, I honestly, I'm pretty sure I just like chucked all my old ships not too long ago. That's okay. Again, we have enough ships to make this work. Does anyone have an Orc fleet? Yeah, oh no! But you can just make an orc fleet out of out of tin cans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, there was a little while there where I was really tempted just to take the shitty chaos cruisers that I have, take some pink foam, and just make a whole bunch of those uh, rocks. Yeah. yeah, totally. Do it. Just jam them in there. You want a tier fleet? Buy a box of tier warriors. Yeah, now you have a tier fleet. That's how what a lot of people did. So, yeah, no, I've got tons of chaos, lots of Eldar, and Space Marines. Are they painted? Uh, got, <laughs> really? Did you just I've ask that? Eldar painted Lord, for chaos. <laughs> so uh, my chaos was my, painted for my my. My marines aren't fleet. even built. My marines aren't even built. They were painted like shit because it was like I could get a fleet. Okay, does anybody here have Necrons? No, thank God. I know, so Good. Now we can play a game and not have that guy that plays Necrons. Oh, they yeah, were Necrons were like, uh, oh, I'll just move like around the table three times in a single activation because Necrons. No, the problem with that. Necrons was if you disengage with Necrons, you got full points. Right, like you yeah. didn't get half points. You, like deni- else. you deny them everything. You denied them because they were yeah. they had like that was basically it. So if you did a ton of damage to a ship, it was just like Lol, that, bro. Was Boop. Boop. that was a forge. That was a forge though. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Or no, it was the magazines. Yeah, that was the magazines. Metal. As a side note, I have all the Warmaster magazines and I think all of the Gothic magazines too. I have a lot of the Gothic ones. I think I have the Gothic Compendium, whatever. Yeah, I've got the rule book. Gothic was so good. So, anyways, we're gonna play a lot of the specialist games, and for those of you out there that are that you have specialist games, dig them out, dig them out. And one games. of the things that we should try and do is if we can find alternative miniature sources for those specialist games, like Battlefleet Gothic Shapeways. You just search for random fucking spaceships and whatever. Yeah. I don't know what they're called, but there's a little tons, there's tons of not Battlefleet Gothic stuff. I on know Shapeways. they I know they did a bunch of like so uh, the fighters and bomber tokens and such. It's yeah. a little tough to do some of the very stylized fleets with Shapeways, like uh, the Aldar and some of the Imperial stuff is a little tough. 
But some of like the chaos ships, you totally can just do whatever you want with that. I I just saw in a blog quite recently where there was someone they were basically painting up. They had a couple of space marine ships from back in the day, but not enough to make a fleet. They picked up a whole bunch more on Shapeways, and they were just like, yeah, these guys have a little bit... They don't have the iconography on them. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I guess this guy, he bought some ships that looked like the Grey Knight ships. They just didn't have chapter nice. badges and swords and books and stuff sculpted on them. But he's like, yeah, these are basically the same models. Like, That's sweet. That's not so bad, <laughs> and you don't have to eBay them. You don't have to do anything else. The only shitty thing is being in Canada getting off an American site and then paying shipping. Oh, yeah. The exchange rate kind of reams us out right now. I think we closed the day at a whopping, like, 76 cents on the dollar. So, <laughs> But, you know, with Gothic, one of the things is, again, with Orcs or with Tyranids, you can totally just make those fleets. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. With the fact that you have to have a roster, you just put the name of the ship on the base. Like with those old, Remember those old stickers they had? Yeah. yeah. I, just, uh, I just painted. You paint them on. Yeah. I have that, too. All my Inquisition ships have them painted on. Oh, you got the. I actually want to switch all my Gothic to square bases instead of the round ones. So. Oh, because for yeah. movement and turning arcs, so you're going to arcs it's a lot easier. Well, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take all the, um, what is it? The uh, old pegs. The plugs from the, the hawk widgets. Zone. The hawk widgets. I'm gonna put those on all the the bottoms of nice. my, yeah. my base. I'm already halfway to retrofitting them because most of my ships have I broken broke flight off. stands. That is yeah. a big thing. So. There's those stands <laughs> broke all the yeah. time. Yeah, it's, I have actually a couple of them that are broken right now, including my uh, fortress, the star fort, the Ramelis box. Oh, yeah. you have Ramelis. I have a Ramelis. Yeah. Oh, you can have two Ramelis. That's a lot of points. That's fifteen hundred points right Wart there. Fortress in pain it though. Mine's not. It's prime. They're seven. And then I've also got the Elder Spire. Oh, I, how much do you want? <laughs> we'll talk after. I will I will buy that from you. I will you. buy that from you. No, Mike. Any more? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So it's whoever gives you, like, dollar. it's whatever dollar amount, and then whoever will rim you. <laughs> I have... I've got all the Eldar, I love. I love my Eldar. I've got the Elder Fighters and Bombers. I and have those two, and I have the Forge World Solaris class yeah. uh, and the other one. But well, I actually have all the, the Fighters and Bombers on the little you just don't have the square stance. Do you have all your ships painted range. on with their names, like Aisha's Tears? Because I have that. <laughs> She'll make you cry, bitch. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel better? Okay. Um, yes, I love my Elder Fleet. So we've now just derailed into Gothic. So I feel How like... How did that happen? Okay, point is, specialized games are great. Play them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you can find them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is really... The, I think just fails, play Battletech. There you go. No, boo, stop it. I think All right, on that note, you've uh, ended the episode. We've talked about this before. The moment Dan mentions Battletech near the end, we're done. So to quick, yeah, it means that we've derailed enough. So to quickly just mention the three upcoming events that are right away, uh, we've got the Edmonton Warhammer League Open August 14th to 16th. Hopefully this should be up the week prior to that. Uh, X-Wing <laughs> Spring Tournament Kit at All-Star on August 15th. And there's also going to be a Drop Zone Commander Tournament at All-Star on August 22nd. Yes. Mm, cool. I Warhammer League. Yeah, I might have to register for that Is one. that a Saturday or? Saturday. Saturday for the Drop Zone. I believe it's Saturday for the X-Wing and then the whole weekend for Edmonton Warhammer League. I believe Fantasy is canceled now, so there's more room for the regular uh, 40K event and the doubles 40K event. So, Mike, yep. can Ooh, I borrow 40K. a drop? If I can get the day off work, can I borrow a Drop Zone Army it for the tournament? It won't be Resistance because they're not painted. But, or actually, you know what? It doesn't matter. You don't Paint, have to paint Painting's you, not you a can, requirement. Yeah. No, I just like whatever. I don't really care. Yeah. But like to get some more numbers out? Yeah. Cool. Done. I already actually got uh, Entrance is 15 bucks. I know, for the Drop Zone event. Um, it's at All-Star. 1,000 points doesn't have to be painted. First place gets a PH or R, PH starter, R set. starter set. Second place gets... 
the bus. The double-decker resistance bus, which is a limited edition special release huh. type thing. And then third place gets a foreground building for a drop zone. Nice. So Okay, yeah. sweet deal. Uh, I guess, anything else, boys? That's it for me. Got some tournaments I might be playing in. There you go. Okay, so I guess it's been another episode of Hobby Night in Canada. Until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Dan. I'm Ward. I'm Mike. And I'm Steve. And you sounded questioning about your voice there. I did. Are you Tom? I am. (laughs) I'm Tom? (laughs) You typed a question mark on the teleprompter. (laughs) So, paint your fucking models and play some specialist games. Yeah, Tom, paint your fucking models. God damn it, Mike.